go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Football Friday here on Good Morning NFC East. It's a big Friday in uh, the Philadelphia area, obviously. The Phillies are playing in the playoff game today. Uh, I'll be down there at the bank later today. Pretty excited for that. But there were some fireworks during Thursday Night Football last night, Tone the Shields, and Christian McCaffrey, a San Francisco 49er. Uh, I just wanted to hear your initial thoughts on the trade, and how do you think it impacts the NFC right now? You know, you got to pay attention to the top, right? You got to pay attention to the teams who are actually going to be relevant, you know, when it's all said and done. Uh, I think the Eagles are obviously going to be one of those teams, the 49ers as well. Um, I think the Bucks at some point will sneak into the playoffs. Um, their record may not reflect it, but they, they're they they're a good team in the end. Um, offensive line needs some help. Uh, you think about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you think about the Dallas Cowboys. You know, you think about those teams, right? And who are – the cream of the crop in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. Out of all the teams in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles seem to be the most fluid. They seem to be the most in control of their situation. They seem to have the most talented roster, the most complete roster. So what does San Fran have to do? They have to compete with us. So bringing Christian McCaffrey directly is a response to what the Philadelphia Eagles have been doing. Now, do the 49ers fear the Philadelphia Eagles? I don't think so. Because they beat them, because they beat them last year. I don't think they fear them in any way, but I think they respect them and they understand that in order to make it to the promised land, it has to be an arms race. My guys have to beat your guys. I have to give my team, my team the best possible chance uh, to beat the best team in the NFC right now. Will the, will the Eagles be the best team in the NFC when it's all said and done? We'll find out. But adding Christian McCaffrey immediately injects a surge of offense into the 49ers, um, into the 49ers offense. Let's really think about their offense right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is the, I guess you'll say the ultimate game manager. You know what I mean? He wins. That's the bottom line. He's he, yeah. he wins. He's not a special stuffer, but he wins. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Then you have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, then Jeff Wilson Jr. backing him up. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who's having a very very good year right now. George Kittle, uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Juzenik, who is a Swiss Army knife. He does a lot for that team. Um, then they're gonna, and then they're going to get Trent Williams back at some point. They have the offensive line. You know, they're going to get um, Mike uh, Mike McGlinchey back at some point. So that offense is talented, right? 
And it's going to be really fascinating to see how they use him. I think he couldn't have been sent to a better situation. Kyle Shanahan loves to mix it up in the run game. That's their team's bread and butter. And I'm going to be really curious to see how they uh, inject this man uh, into the offense. Uh, I think they're going to bring him along slowly and start him off in the red zone. He's, he, he should have played this Sunday. So I expect to see him in a bunch of red zone packages. Yeah, so this is what's crazy about when they made the trade. I think myself. So I'm a stat guy. There are only two players in the four players in NFL history with a thousand receiving yards and five rushing touchdowns. The 49ers got two of them. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. That, that's absolutely crazy. And you know how tough it is for teams to game plan against Debo Samuel. Now you gotta worry about him. You gotta worry about Christian McCaffrey now. And the 49ers are already a good running team, like you said, Tom. They're going to find ways to utilize him. He's back home. He's back in the, you know, Santa Clara, uh, Stanford area in California. He's back in that that neck of the woods. I, I think it's a match made in heaven for, for them personally, for Chris McCaffrey and the 49ers. They needed to do something to spark that team up. And there's an NFC West up for grabs right now. That too. Rams, Very good point. Yeah, the, the Rams are good. Uh, they're just not good this year right now. For six games, I can say it. They're an average football team. Um, the, the Seahawks are – I, I, again, we all know what they are. They're, they're better than what we thought. And the Cardinals, I mean, the Cardinals are night and day. You don't know what you're getting. Although they did look a lot better with DeAndre Hopkins last time. We'll get into that a bit. But you look at the 49ers. You got that. And like you said, you got Brandon Ayuk. You got George Kittle. Here's a key part of this whole thing, Tone. So the 49ers have these guys under contract till 2025. Trey Lance, we can't forget about him. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Trent Williams. It's a nice little core on offense. And now we can say on paper, their offense might be as good as their defense. That's very true. And let's put this in perspective as well. The only, the only part about this move that concerns me is the health factor because the San Francisco 49ers have had the injury bug for the past couple seasons. Christian McCaffrey, has had the injury bug for the past few seasons. You mix that together. I don't know if it, I don't know if that kind of stuff is contagious or not. And I don't know what the medical staff over there in San Francisco is doing or not doing. But it's something to, it's something to keep in mind because, like you said, they do have McCaffrey under contract. They picked up that contract, and he has a big one. But let's think about the other side of it, right? And I know this is an NFC East show, but you know we, we you had to talk about these kind of things. But this affects the NFC East, though, because they're, they're you know this, the exactly, exactly. It, it, it affects the NFC East. That's a great point because they're it's an arms race, right? And you know another side of it is that we're going to have to pay attention now to what Harry Roseman is because Harry Roseman is going to respond to this. You know what I mean? He's going to make a move. He sees the pendulum swinging, but also another side of this that needs to be discussed. The Carolina Panthers came away with a haul. They Indeed. came away. They came away with a with a plethora of of picks. I think they got a second round pick. Uh, they got like five picks out of the deal, something like that. A second round pick for this yeah. uh, this upcoming draft. What are the details, Jeff? Yeah. So the main part of the deal is they got a 2023 second, 2023 third, and 2023 fourth. In fact, I was going to lead into this here. This is the biggest trade for a running back since Herschel Walker got traded from the Cowboys to the Vikings. In 1989. And the only was, thing missing is the first round pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Carolina Panthers did not get that. At all. That's fine, though. That's fine. Yeah. So I'm looking at it as okay, now the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey. The Panthers got their draft haul. 
Where do you rank the 49ers in the NFC East right now? I, I, I know where I got them. They're, they're top three. Yeah, I, I was literally about to say the same thing. I'll be honest with you. I think they're better than the Cowboys. I, oh. I, 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 I've always thought the 49ers are better than the Cowboys, you know, even prior to this trade. Um, so I think I think it's Eagles one, 49ers two, um, Cowboys three, uh, Minnesota four. Uh, then it's a toss up between the Packers and the Buccaneers for five and six. And then maybe, you know, Arizona got it together last night, but we'll see, you know, those, you know, you, you don't get pick sixes every week. So maybe well, you do Arizona seven. <laughs> so oh, go ahead, Jeff. This is, oh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, no, I was just, I know I basically was just saying that, you know, it's, you know, one, once, once you get past those final four teams in the NFC, it kind of gets a little muddy. Yeah. So this is, I mean, you pretty much just named six of the seven playoff teams in the NFC now. So it's going to be who gets that seven, and you're right. Could it be Arizona? I don't know. Like, again, they're night and day. That Thursday night football game was exceptional for them. They needed that win. And I, I think they're fortunate they got the Saints because the Saints are good. And Howie Roseman is going to get a top 10 draft pick because the Saints, for some bizarre reason, thought they were a Super Bowl team. With Dennis Allen as their head coach, and Jameis Winston slash Andy Dalton as their quarterback, and yeah, they got talent on that team. Don't get me wrong, but you don't make Super Bowl runs and trade Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You don't make Super Bowl runs and trade first round picks because you want Chris Olave because your quarterback's bad. By the way, all your receivers are hurt anyway. Alvin Kamara's still good. Like I know Ryan Ramchick's still a really good right tackle, but you lost to Ron Armstead. Cam Jordan's still good. I mean, yeah, there are some good players on this team, and they got some nice young players, but I just don't like the way the Saints are constructed, and I don't like their head coach. And this is why they're 2-5. and five. This is why they're going to have – they gave up their first round pick. The Eagles are the best team in football, and they're right now they're in line for the number four overall pick thanks to the Saints. Dude, man, it's, 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 something, it's, it's something to behold. And, you know, it's funny. I'm actually not surprised – Howard Roseman didn't make a play for Christian McCaffrey because I'm trying to think who asked me. I, th- I think it was Rick. Civer- I think it was Rick Cervatella from the football playbook. He asked me what I trade for Christian McCaffrey, and I told him straight up, no, no because I not know for, what- not for that much. No, and I it, wouldn't it, even it, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't even get into that hot take nonsense. Honestly, like the Bills trade for Christian McCaffrey made a lot more sense. But I was on Bills podcast yesterday, and we were talking about this. You just don't give up as much as we thought you give up for Christian McCaffrey. You don't give up second, third, fourth round picks. For Christian McCaffrey, unless you're all in. Yeah, and- exactly. Great point. And the 49ers are clearly all in. And also, they're desperate. Think yeah, about right. what they gave up for Trey Lance. They yeah. are in the hole right now. They only have about, what, two draft picks for this upcoming draft? It's well, I've, never, I've, I've never seen that before. So this is going to be fascinating to see pan out. Them making this move tells me they need to get it done this year. Because if they I don't, they, they their future is their future is in the balance. Yeah, they're it, they're approaching a Ram situation. Excuse me. Do you think it's because of the Rams though? Like the Rams doing F them picks and all that, and the Rams are getting given up pick after pick after pick, which it's hurting them this year because they don't have enough draft picks to, to make up for injuries and whatnot, and they just the cover's been bare for so long. I mean, they haven't had first round picks since Jared Goff in twenty sixteen. 
And like you said, now you've got the 49ers. They gave up a boatload of picks for Trey Lance, and they had a lot of assets to give up in the first play. But now they gave up the rest of their assets to get Christian McCaffrey in. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's nice, but what if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt? And I understand it. I understand why they did it, because they've been the NFC Championship game two of the last three years. They should have been the Super Bowl two of the last three years. It's And right now with Jimmy Garoppolo, they can go. Like, they're, once their defense is healthy, it's it's all game time, baby. They, they probably have, outside of the Eagles, Eagles have really good defense. I would say the 49ers match up with them in terms of pass rush, star linebackers. The secondary has been really good. I, I mean, the 49ers are a legit football team, and they just got better. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, you can debate who's the more talented team. You know, you can go, you, you can go matchup for matchup at every position, right? Let's just, for example, the wide receiver position, Debo Samuel versus AJ Brown. Okay, that's debatable. It's just that Debo Samuel gets used in so many different ways. You know, he's he he, he, he seems to be um a better, he's a more he's a a, a a more versatile weapon. It's just the way he's used, that's all. Um, but Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, matchup for matchup. Um, Miles Sanders or Christian McCaffrey. Some people say Christian McCaffrey was better. I say right now it's up for debate because of Christian McCaffrey's injury history. He has to get back, so that's up for debate right now. Um, tight end for tight end, Dallas Goddard and um, George Kittle. You know, um, everyone knows that uh, the uh, the Forty Nine have a better left tackle, but you can go position. You can go position for, for position for position with these teams, and I think it's going to come down if these two teams meet in the NFC Championship. It's going to come down to coaching and execution at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. I-, I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Panthers number one overall pick, right? It looks it looks that way. It looks that way. Your offense I believe sucked so. with him. Now he's gone. So I just don't see them winning. It's, they're going to be they're going to be much worse, obviously. <laughs> we we got to think about this for a second here. Since the Eagles do look like they're going to get a top ten pick, thanks to the Saints. Who do yeah. you go after right now? Like, like, I'm not talking about player position. What do you go after? Mm. Are you in terms of what? Are you talking about the Eagles in terms of going after someone yeah, yeah, in the trade yeah, deadline? So, or okay, say the Eagles. And again, this is if the season ended today. Obviously, they're, they're probably not going to get number four overall pick. Say the Eagles have number four overall pick right now. Well, um, they do have it right now. They do have it right now. Well, well yeah, but right now. But say, say it ends that way. Okay. Quarterbacks out. You're not getting a quarterback. You're not trying to run back that high. I don't think they're going to draft a receiver. Do you go no. edge rusher here? Like what? what, what I'm going. After, I'm going after that kid in uh, in Alabama. What's his name? Will Anderson. Do you think he falls that far though? Man, okay. So Carolina, nine times out of ten, they're going to pick a quarterback. Let's think about it. So right now, Carolina is number one uh, in draft pick order. Las Vegas is number two. Detroit is number three. So, and and the Eagles are number four. So if everything stays the way it is, let's let's really think about it. So. Carolina nine times out of ten is going to pick a quarterback. Las, Ve- Las Vegas. Where do you think they're going to go with it? I, I think they go defense. Okay, okay. That that might be where that might be where Will Anderson might be poached, right? He's a generational player. He's going to get picked by either them or Detroit. Detroit's defense is historically bad. That's a good point. That's a good point. But again, that might that might change, right? And see, it's tough because a lot of these teams that are in the top ten. Most likely they'll go defense. Like I, I anticipate Houston probably going. Houston might go quarterback. Houston might, might go quarterback because they're because they're number five. Um, actually, Houston right now owns the number five and the number six overall pick because they got the, they got the Cleveland's uh, first round pick. 
So yeah, isn't that hilarious? That's hilarious. Oh, doesn't Seattle too? Doesn't Seattle have a top ten pick in there from the Broncos? Uh see, so yeah, yes, they do. They do. They got it from Denver. Yep, exactly. So this is going to hey, be this, this. This is why the NFL is the best show on the best show on the planet because this there are so many narratives, so many storylines to watch, Jeff. There really are. Like, so we're we're laughing because the Eagles are really good, and right now they're set up to get a top five draft pick, right? And we're talking on, on the Eagles bye week, not how bad the Eagles are or what they should get, but oh yeah, they don't need this, they don't need this, they don't need this. I mean, honestly, Tone, it all depends what happens with James Bradbury too. I think he resigns. I think they'll they'll make sure they resign him. But you could go quarterback there too and just have an extreme amount of depth. You could. You definitely could. I'm curious. You know, the the trade deadline is fast approaching. The San Francisco 49ers have made the first move. They've knocked down the first domino. And let's be honest, let, let, let's be honest with ourselves. Even though the Philadelphia Eagles are 6-0, once you get into the playoffs, it's one and done, baby. Your record means nothing. It's all about who delivers the best product on said day. How do the Philadelphia Eagles keep pace, right? What do you think the Philadelphia Eagles will do come this trade deadline? Do they make a move? Should they make a move? I'll tell you what I do. Pass rusher. Okay. Is it, it, now, has anybody had in mind? I would call the Panthers. I would call them and see if Brian Burns is available. I don't think he is, but they just traded Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't think you can give up every good player you have. I would call them just to see. I think it would actually take a first-round pick to get rid of Brian Burns. But that would be the first team i call. But there, there's always a team in there that – I I'll tell you what, Tone. i would be honest with you. I don't think he's having a good year at all. I would call the Bears about Robert Quinn just to see. Maybe the Saints about Cam Jordan. I don't think the Saints would want to trade Cam Jordan first off. And two, I I just don't think they want to get fleeced by the Eagles again. But, (laughs) I mean, Cam Jordan would be nice. I I think another pass rusher would be nice to have. I think Eagles pass rusher is good. But you can never have enough pass rushers. I mean, look what the Rams did when they got Von Miller last year. They didn't right. need him, but they gladly took him. Yeah, they look like they need him now. You know, and I'm so curious to hear what Rob Ellis has to, you know, has to say about, you know, this whole Christian McCaffrey trade, the way it affects the Eagles, the way it affects the playoff race, you know, just the way the way it affects the trade deadline in general. Because again, that was the first pin to drop. And now you're gonna start to see moves being made. You're gonna start to see teams who think they're a contender. Like the Eagles, you're going to see, start to see them maneuvering and fishing around for guys that are going to be able to take them over the top. But, you know, Jeff, uh, any final thoughts before we hit this break? I'll tell you what, the NFC's just got wilder. The NFC East just got wilder. I mean, we mm-hmm. already got three teams that are good. Yeah. And, and, you know and, you know what, Tony? We, we kind of talked about this over the week with the Giants. You know, we were debating on, like, who the seven playoff teams are. Even with the Christian McCaffrey trade, the Giants are still kind of set up here. Like, if they win ten games, they're probably going to the playoffs. That's true. That's true. But again, they are still a rebuilding team and they will lose out on the top 10 draft pick. So we'll see how that pans out. But let's hit this break, you guys. You guys are locked in on Good Morning NFC East with Jeff Kerr. I'm your humble host, Tone the Shelter Second. Don't move, you guys. Keep it locked. We'll see you soon. Rob Ellis is coming up next. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. 
go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. back to good morning NFC east and we got rob ellis in the house rob i picked a good friday to get here because we love talking (laughs) it's always a good friday to talk to you jeff you know that man (laughs) if this is a really good friday i'm driving over the sixers game right yeah it's traffic last night Uh, i get the text chris McCaffrey got traded i'm like to where mm -hmm. well 49ers and i actually had one of my people tell me well the rams were interesting you know that right i'm like who are the Rams giving up for this guy? And then, How do they I, keep doing it? I don't know. I, I'm with you. How do they keep paying these guys? Because he's making a ton, too. Yeah, it's the Sam Hinkie effect, I guess. Yes. You know, a 2027 first-round pick, well, we'll give it for <laughs> Yeah, you guys aren't going to be good for a while. It's it, Chris, the, the Panthers right now, I, I love the haul they got for him, but yeah. they feel like the team, and I am I feel like that team because I have a team right now that's 0-6 in fantasy football, and everybody <laughs> just wants your players are not giving up top value for them. Um, I, look, I, I actually like it for both sides. I, if you're the Panthers, you get out from under a big-time salary what he's due the rest of the way for a running back 
who you know you shouldn't pay running backs that kind of money period in the NFL anymore. I'm 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 convinced of that. Uh, there's very few that are even worthy of even the thought. I'm not killing them for when they did it because he was he was an unbelievable dual threat. He's not the same guy anymore, Jeff. And and I but I think it's a good move for San Francisco because here's the thing. Here's what really comes down to like they're going to need and I I'm not anti Jimmy G at all. But how well is he going to play in the playoffs? You have a really good defense. Now you have a running attack to go with Debo, to go with Kittle. Like, it's pretty much all there. But when you get to, like, championship game slash potentially Super Bowl, can he outduel whomever he's going to be taking on? Whether that's if it's, a you know, a Super Bowl, is it Josh Allen, is it Mahomes, whatever. In the NFC, you know, coin toss, whether Green Bay gets a rack together, but, but Hurts or somebody like that, that's really what it comes down to. But if, if I'm Carolina, man, this is just where I. This is the. I'm scratching the the surface here. Uh, everybody's going. DJ Moore's going. I heard you talk about Brian Burns earlier. Everybody. I'm in tank mode. I'm going to lose every game. I'm going to get CJ Stroud or somebody like that, and I'm just going to keep stockpiling for years. I, I think it's a nice move actually for both. It makes sense for San Fran, who's trying to win now, and Carolina's in full blown trust the process mode. Yeah. So Jake Laser, I think he was just on uh, my buddy's show. Uh, T-Bone down in uh, Charlotte because they're hmm. uh, they're obviously talking about the McCaffrey trade. Sure. And they transcribed a, a little bit of what he said. The Panthers are actually interested in Sean Payton as their head coach. Now, he's not going there, but they called. Mm-hmm. And they were asking Payton for advice. And Payton pretty much said, don't be married to someone else's talent. So Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns. It's, so they're all full – they're all in on this rebuild. And I, I don't blame them one bit, like, just like you said. So, like I said, if I'm the Eagles, I'm at least calling them to see what they want for Brian Burns. Yeah, and, and what the, the one of Howie's greatest strengths is he he smells blood in the water. Now, not that they're they're operating from a, a situation of desperation, like they need to get in the playoffs, they need to make a trade. No, they're not doing that. But if you're looking at it and you're getting a sense from around the league that they're not getting crazy good offers for Burns, that's where Howie swoops in because he's got – He's got the resources to be able to pull it off. We know he's aggressive. You know, nothing's out of the question. Like, I hear people say, ah, Howie's not going to do anything. Uh, Based on what? Howie almost always does something, especially now when he feels like this team can win a Super Bowl. So I don't put – do I think it's likely? Probably not because I think Carolina's going to want a haul. But do I think it's out of the question? It's not out of the question with Howie Roseman. It feels like 2017 in a sense. Like, you you kind of feel like he's going to do something. He's going to do an unexpected move, like, say, get a Jay Ajayi-type player, yep. get a backup running back from Miles Sanders. It's going to be something that significantly makes the team better and you give up a premium to do it. Yeah, and I think where it probably makes sense, and, and I couldn't give you a name off the top of my head, but some team that's got a pretty decent, not great pass rusher that's probably going nowhere – that's the guy you get as depth behind Josh Sweat and BG because that is a position of need for sure. You're right. Running back absolutely could happen again. I mean, I they mixed in. They did a lot of like mixing of Kenny Gainwell and, and Scott on that in the Dallas game on some of those drives. So I think they feel good about those guys, but you, you can never have enough depth there. and You're just one injury away. I don't know that they don't maybe look at another tackle too, which I know sounds crazy, but the, I think everything's in in play for the Eagles right now, as it should be. Yeah, and which makes a lot of sense for a football team like that. This is what I'm curious with how this all plays out for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. How good are the 49ers? Are, are they the biggest threat now? Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, they are right now. There's two things, Jeff. And I think we talked about it the last time, you know, right now, Brady and Rogers feel disengaged to me. Now, I don't know if that changes as the seasons go on. And in Rogers case, the younger guys start playing better and his defense starts playing better. That's the most under talked about part of green Bay is how their defense is, has let them down too. But if that starts to come around, then he starts to get back into it. They can get rolling. I still think green Bay can get rolling. Man, Tampa has been so weird all year. I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, they need to get fully healthy and they need to have one of those games, Jeff, where they go off. Like Brady needs to have a go off kind of game, but they're sort of just limping around right now. So, um, I would if I'm if I'm giving you a pecking order right now, it's definitely San Fran as the biggest threat to the Eagles. I would say, don't discount Green Bay and, and Tampa quite yet. Don't write them off. Uh, the Giants, I think they will end up being a nine and eight team and 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 being in any discussion for a playoff. But I just don't know how long you keep going here with one real threat on offense and a real good defensive line. I, I and and by the way, you know Saquon, give him props. He, that shoulder's killing him. So I don't know how long that keeps up with, with New York. Again, they've done an unbelievable job so far. Yeah, I have my buddy Kevin Boyle on Wednesday, and he's pretty plugged in their Giants. He says they're still considering selling guys. Like, they don't want Kadarius Tony. They don't want a lot of these players, and th- they're not going to let the 5-1 and one start ultimately ruin the long-term plan, which I think is smart for them. Yeah, it is smart. And that's why, you know, if I'm them, I'm getting rid of both of those. I, nobody's taking Galladay off your hands, but I, I am getting rid of Tony if I can possibly. The other thing is, like, he's done a nice job managing things, and that's not a knock, but I would not – you know, Daniel Jones is not long for this. I still think they're going to try and go after a quarterback in the offseason. Here's the thing, though. They, they probably killed their chance of getting a top-10 pick. They the did. Eagles, right, right now, the Eagles have a top-five pick, and Tony and I were talking about this earlier. What do you do with that pick right now? Like, who do you – who do you try to get? A pass rusher or a cornerback? I, I really don't know. It's I, I haven't gone – you don't really look at the draft if the football team you're primarily focusing on is 6-0. and I know. I mean, it, it's um, – you know, you look at are they moving on from Fletcher? Are they moving on from Javon? Do they feel good about enough about Jordan Davis to be an every-down defensive tackle? Do they feel good about Milton Williams? They could very well go defensive line again. You know how much Howie values that. You know, BG's not young. Maybe they go a defensive end. There's a lot of different ways they could take this. Does Miles Sanders walk? Do you have to address running back at some point, not in the first round, but, you know, second or third round? Is that an option? There, there's some things you need to look at here. You know, um, if, if if Andre Dillard walks, you know, Lane's not getting any younger. Do you have to look at, a, at an offensive tackle? I mean, I, these are just some things. They're sort of look-aheads a little bit in some ways, which is good. You don't have super pressing needs. But I think there are areas you might you might look at for sure. And in this some is, way, a return guy, in some way, a return guy. This is a story I feel keeps on going here, Andre Dillon. Do you actually think they trade him? No, I wouldn't trade him. I would not trade him. I mean, think about it. If, let's say Lane can't go and it, Andre Dillon comes off the uh, the injured list, you could put him, plug him in at left and move Mylotta over to the right and you don't lose a ton. Right now, we're seeing what happens. You know, Jack Driscoll, I, I give him props. He can do a lot of different things, but – you know, teams are tr- looking to exploit him with Lane out of there. So, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade. You know, it came up on the show yesterday on Sports Take. Barrett talked about maybe moving Minshew. I wouldn't do that either. Because, look, you lose Hurts long-term, you're in big trouble. But it could be a situation like last year where Minshew's got to get you through a couple games. So, no, I wouldn't move any of these guys. I think that's one of the reasons why they made the playoffs. I yes. covered that game. Garner Minshew coming in that Jets game, and he balled out. And yeah, he did. 
that, that moment with his father, I thought that was really cool when John Clark got that. And I'm yeah, like, Top Gun what? jacket. He had his bomber yeah. jacket on. Yeah. It, it, it was awesome. So I, I'm walking past him. I'm like, no, he didn't. He did not just wear this, like all the press <laughs> And there he is. Yep. That was the first time I noticed it. I didn't notice him. He walked in with that. But, yeah. you know, he, I'll tell you what, I really do got to give my credit to Gardner Mitchell here. He is a really good backup for them. And I, I know a lot of fans were, were talking about, oh, you know, maybe they should trade Andre Dillard and the Rams. I'm like, no, don't help them out. Their no. offensive line stinks. Like, it's, make them pay for all the picks they gave. Make them play. And, and look, this is why you take out insurance policies, man. I mean, this is a former first-round pick. I, it's what, it, it, Look, how we learned his lesson from 17, how valuable it is to have depth. So I don't think he's going to take away – I mean, let's face it. When I, if Andre Dillard's healthy, he's your best offensive lineman in terms of backups. He's your best guy. Minshew, you look around the league at some of these backup quarterbacks, man. You fall off a cliff. You don't fall off a cliff with Minshew. So, no, I'm not – I am not moving any of these guys. I think the Cowboys found out, too. Hey, you know what? We have a backup quarterback. Yes. Five, six weeks ago, I went late them. I'm like, yeah, Cooper Rush. He, he, he was so valuable to them. They kept him – they left him unprotected for anyone to take. Same with Will And now they know, hey, if Dak ever gets hurt or we got a guy in here, uh, the giant, their backup quarterback, Tyron Taylor, I don't even know if he's healthy right now. We had um, Todd Archer on from ESPN.com who covers the Cowboys. And he said, you know, basically they thought Greer was the guy. They had no belief in Cooper Rush. Like they lucked into Cooper Rush. Whatever it worked out for them. You know what I mean? I'm mean, what do you, They ended up going four and one with them. That's all it really matters. You just want to stay afloat with a backup quarterback if it's not long-term for your quarterback. And that's exactly what they got out of Cooper Rush. And that's exactly what the Eagles got last year with Gardner Minshew. That, to me, that's more valuable than a future third or a future fourth or whatever you may end up getting. And who knows what that even turns into. So I wanted to say this um, to Tone. I, I, I can't remember if I said the top show or not. But Christian McCaffrey, with, with the deal, that is the biggest deal for a running back in terms of picks and high draft picks since Herschel Walker in 1989. We know how well that ended up for the Cowboys. Yeah. You think the Pampers could find a way to do something like that? Like, that, not saying get generational talent, but I guess you could say kind of make a competitive roster out of the picks they got. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, would they get a second, third, and a fourth? I mean, if, if yeah. you end up getting. Yeah, a second and third certainly should end up being contributors, you know, and, and uh, starters. They, they absolutely should if you're doing things the right way. I don't know, Jeff. That's the question. I don't know anything about the way they're, they're talent evaluating. Clearly, you know, with the Matt Rule regime thus far, and I know he's gone, but I'm saying, you know, what they've done the last few years, they have no idea what they're looking at. They had no idea what they were looking at making the trade for Sam Darnold. They had no idea what they were looking at in a lot of different cases. You know, there have been a lot of busts in, in that. Look, to me, they got rid of some baggage, like Robbie Anderson's baggage, and he's useless for them this year. And, and he's a, he's a, been a pain in the ass since he was at Temple. So get rid of him. That's fine. Make that move. McCaffrey, you just got out from under a lot of money for a running back who's still really effective, but he's not a bell cow anymore. I, th I think Shanahan's going to use him perfectly, by the way. Like, he's a killer dual threat, and Shanahan will utilize that. It won't take him long. You watch, man. I wouldn't be shocked if he suited up this week and just gives him a little bit in, in certain packages. But – He'll help them, but he wasn't helping Carolina at this point, you know? So they should be, this should just be an absolute fire sale for them. And it's a smart way to go. Cause you know, you can fix this thing very quickly in the NFL with a couple of good moves. You scored three points with Christian McCaffrey last week against the Rams defense. That really hasn't been good. I, I think that that was the writing on the wall for Carolina. I said, you know what? We're going to take the best offer we can for this guy. 
he wanted to go back to San Francisco, and you're right. He is going to be in red zone packages this weekend. They, they, 49ers basically said it without saying it. Like, yeah, we're going to use him. We're going to use yeah. him anyway we can. But uh, I wanted to get into the Thursday night game last night. I, sure. I've only watched the first quarter so far. Here's my quick evaluation. Andy Dalton stinks. Yep. Um, the Cardinals, in I, I'm just looking at box score right now. They look like DeAndre Hopkins just made a complete difference for that organization. And all of a sudden now, they may be back into this thing. Wouldn't write them off. Uh, he he is a total difference maker. Um, I don't like that team at all. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I don't like I, I Kyler Murray. To me, is a mope and a bad language guy or bad body language guy. You saw him get into the, to the blow up with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury last night. He's a finger pointer. I I really I'm not a big fan of their setup. I agree with your statement in that Hopkins changes everything for them, and the, you know. There's that that division's weird now, man. Like the Rams are very susceptible. I think San Fran is the is the by far the, you know the best team in the division. But because Seattle's been so competitive, it, it's really bunched. After you get out uh, away from San Francisco, who doesn't have a great record, by the way, but I'm saying I think they're the best team going forward. Um, yeah, Arizona's not dead. Let me put it that way. But they were very fortunate. Think about that. 14 of those points were Andy Dalton gifts. Yep. And he throws another pick. One, one of them wasn't completely his fault. The receiver needs to catch that. But I don't know what New Orleans is doing either. Like, if Jameis is healthy enough to dress, I'm probably starting Jameis. I don't even love Jameis. I, they're, they're a, you know, a lot of people thought, I don't get the Saints. I, mean, I know I'm all over the place here. But I, I don't, like, new head coach, questionable quarterback, I didn't get them from the jump and I I'm what they're doing is what I kind of thought they were going to do. And it's great for the Eagles, by the way, but this is who I thought they were going to be. I think they're kind of a mess. New Orleans. There were two coaches in this league. I did not think deserved another head coaching job. This is what gets me mad with Eric BM. You don't get hired. Yeah. Why is Dennis Allen the head coach? Why is Josh McDaniel still a head coach? Didn't we learn the first time you're seeing the results right now that the Raiders stink. The Saints stink. Dennis Allen has no idea what he's doing. I'm sorry, he he yeah. doesn't. I would if I would have if I was the Saints, I would have said to Pete Carmichael, "Can you handle this team for a year or two? Can you run? We know you can run this, but can you a football team?" Mm-hmm. They decide, oh, you know, Dennis Allen has had coach experience. We're gonna go with him. Mickey Loomis has done so many questionable moves that yeah. I think this organization is gonna go back to being the Saints soon. Well, uh, you know, just look at what the Eagles have done to them. In their last two transactions, I mean, they've undressed him, honestly. I mean, you know, C.J. Garner-Johnson w- was a great move, and then they, the move to end up getting the, you know, the pick. There's a Look, there's there's certain GMs in this league who have been around a long time, and I get it. Like, like when you have – he made a uh, – Breeze and Sean Payton saved his bacon for a long time. Mickey Loomis is now being exposed. But if you look at these GM polls that they always do – He's always in like the top five, man, top seven. He's right up there every single time. I guess his peers have a lot of respect for him, but I, I think there's some exposure happening this year for sure. I think a lot of people look at wins. When I look at yeah. GMs, I, I look at, okay, can you build a consistent winner with what you got? Brandon Bean can do that. Brent mm-hmm. Beach can do that. Jason Light can do that. Dave Roseman can do that. And in, in a way, Jerry Jones does do it. In, 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 in a weird way. It's, they're always relevant. Yeah, they're always relevant. Yeah, yeah so it, I always find it weird when they, they rank Ricky Loomis that high. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens when Drew Brees goes in. And I gave yes. Sean Payton a ton of credit in the world. I think last year took a ton out of Sean Payton. Yeah, I think he did the really smart thing. Like, go make a lot of money uh, you know, doing TV for a year. 
have some fun, you know, just chill. You got to reach out. That's why it's one of the most amazing things, Jeff, that Andy Reid was able to go from the way it ended here, which was bad that last, you know, year. And, and not to mention all the awful stuff that happened to him, you know, with his son and all that. But like, I, I thought this dude is a candidate for needing another year, like a year off, just go to Dana point Island and go kick back and chill for a minute. Man, he went right into, into Kansas City, and it's it's amazing. But that, but I think most of the time, it's probably the good move after you've been with an organization for a really long time, just to take a year. And, and it's nice you have that option to go do TV. But I, that's the thing. Like if 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 Dallas, let's say Dallas wins two playoff games, can they really get rid of McCarthy? No. Like you, like you bring up Peyton. Like okay, if if Miami really likes McDaniel. Where's Peyton end up? Chargers? That's possible. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big Staley guy, but that's possible. Yeah, it's not out of the question. It, I, I tell you what, if I'm Denver, I'm oh, definitely calling. I, Jeff, I don't think he finishes the season. I don't think he does either. No. He's a terrible coach. Yeah. He, he, is, I, he is way over his head. I, like, I, I know the narrative, at least in national media, is, is Russ cooked. I'm like, Yes and no, because Nathaniel Hackett was brought in for Aaron Rodgers. There's no Aaron Rodgers yes. here. Yes. He can't coach. Bottom line. Yeah, I think I think that Russ has fallen off, but it shouldn't look this bad. He didn't fall off this much, you know, and there's too much talent. I mean, you see some of the reactions from the receivers that are that are like, dude, I, I you know, what are we doing here? I'm open. What's happening? Russ is all of a sudden second guessing himself. If you look at some of the film breakdowns, like there's 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 a lot going on there in, in Denver and it, it ain't good. Let me put it to you that way. I'll tell you what, I know Russell Wilson will never do it. He's too nice of a guy to do it. He's a he's an awkward guy, by the way. I'm yeah. getting tired of Richard Sherman just ripping him every chance he gets. If yeah. I'm Russell Wilson, I'd say you know that ring on your finger that you like to brag about? You know I had a lot to do with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's weird that like they're all it's almost like a lot of guys are coming out of the woodwork to hammer him. Like they've been really sort of lying in wait to to smash Russell Wilson, I, and I again I, I don't know what it's like to be a teammate of his, and I, I get there's a lot of a, you know a lot of extracurricular stuff in terms of like diva ish kind of stuff, I guess. But you're right, yeah. And by the way, that that panel they have for for Thursday night football stinks. That that panel stinks. It's a I bad don't think they'll listen that much. It, it's, it's not good. It's not. It's, it's, Woodward, a, it's, it's Sherman. It's Fitzpatrick, right? Gonzalez, Pit, uh, Fitzpatrick, Sherman, and Carissa Thompson is the uh, is the host. It's it's not a. It's just it's choppy. It's too many people. It, they, I I don't think they're produced well because they don't tackle the issues. I, I don't. I, anyway, <laughs> there's the TV guy in me. But anyway, I I it's I'm with you. It's it's very strange. They're they're all popping off taking shots at Russell Wilson. And yeah, I, I I just don't like it. I I don't like these. Players like Richard Sherman, and again, I always thought Richard Sherman was kind of big mouth anyway. Even though he yes. deserves, even though he deserves to talk, because I, I think he, he is good on podcasts, he's good on platform. But I just don't like, and I get it. Like I've heard the stories about Russell Wilson too. Like there was a story at the ESPYS, I think, where he was pretty much a diva type guy. Like he thought he was larger than life because he's with Sierra and he's rich and all that. And you know, like you know, how most athletes will come and they'll shake your hand that they kind of know you, or or like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. just at least give you an acknowledgement or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Russ will yeah, do that. And, but he's an interesting guy. I know he's on Twitter. I know he reads stuff about him on Twitter. He's like a lot of my tweets before in the past, and he doesn't bother me. So <laughs> <laughs> I know he reads that stuff. But he's one of those guys. That, like I always said, I never had bad interactions with him. I, 
but I was never a teammate of. It, it's, yeah. But it's such a weird match. Like, the whole Broncos country let's ride thing. I'm like, Russ, what are you doing right well, now? Well, so, yeah, like, I'm a big time and place guy. Like, sometimes just, hey, answer the questions and get off the podium. You don't always need to do your, your the, the corny you know, saying motto out the door, especially when you're playing bad. It's like when people ask me all the time, well, how do you feel about backflips? I, I love it. Time and place. You're down 15 to one. Don't backflip. Just know when, when, you know, when Reese Hoskins hits that home run against the Braves, you want to spike the bat, spike that damn bat, man. But if, if the Phillies were down 12 to two in the ninth inning, you hit a solo shot, probably not bat flipping. You know what I mean? It's time and place. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's the same like celebrating a pick six or something. Yeah. Do you celebrate a pick six when you're down 20? Absolutely no. not. Uh, or if you've been getting cooked all night, if you get, if you finally get a pick or break up a pass, are you finger wagging? I don't think so. You just gave up 300 yards earlier in the game. Maybe not a finger wag at this point. That was the whole Jalen Mills thing. I used to love how he did. He was at least consistent with it. Yeah, he was consistent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he always think I'll tell you, I'll give Jalen Mills a lot of credit in New England. He's actually pretty good for them. He's carved out a nice career for a guy who probably shouldn't have made it in the NFL. That, that's what I really respect most about him. And, and I think I think he also enjoys the ride. Like, I think he's one of those guys who's smelling the roses as he goes along and having fun. He's, yeah. he's a fun guy, Jalen. There are some stories in New England, like, they, they want him to change his hair color. Because he's yeah, being goblin. He's, he's never said, doing that. I want a Super Bowl with that team. No, yeah. I'm not. That's my reminder. I want a Super Bowl. And yeah. he goes, oh, by the way, I beat the Patriots to do that. So. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. He just kind of reminds them every day. Oh, look what I did against you guys. Right. Like, I give him props. I give look, yeah. He if it ain't broke, he he's not fixing it. Put it that what way. What did you think of the whole Tom Brady situation? Um, I think all of it is I, I think I think at the heart of it, at the root of all of it, I think he has buyer's remorse for coming back this year. I think he I think he he pushed it a little too far in the odometer and he knows it. And and now it's too late to back out. Like he's not gonna I think some people say Brady's just gonna walk away. He's not walking away, he'll finish the year. But I, I, I think without question, I know what he said yesterday. Nobody's thinking about retirement, whatever the quote was. He is, he's going to hang it up after this year. And I think he regrets not hanging it up after last year. I think he had a plan in place. I think it, he had a moment of sort of like weakness or panic, whatever you want to call it. And, and he went back and it just set a domino effect into his personal life that, that I, I think he's, he's you know, in, in the middle of like the rubble trying to dig out of it. And I, and I think he really regrets doing it for the first time. He maybe isn't fully in mentally in his career, and that guy's been a, a you know a million miles an hour his whole career. Yeah, do you, do you blame Giselle for being upset? Like, if I was her, no. I'd go like, "Wait a minute, Tom, I, I thought you quit. Like, you have this TV money here. I know you want to keep playing, but you did quit. You told him you were done." Uh, yeah, I, I can see where the tension is between. I, I don't blame. I mean, she's got to be saying to herself, "Like, dude, it's been twenty three years." You know, I'm, I wasn't asking to step away after seven years, eight years, where you still had a ton of you – know, and it's not that he can't play anymore. You know, he's still – obviously, he's still a very talented quarterback, but it's like, you know, when's enough enough? Now, you, you the flip side of that is he's the ultimate competitor. He wants to keep winning rings, and, and you love that and admire that about him. And, you know, some guys view it as I'm playing until they rip the uniform off me. Okay, I guess. I mean, in some ways, I, I understand that. But it, it's tough, you know, from a marital standpoint. I get her – as well saying like, Hey dude, that you said this was going to be us time and it's still not us time. It's a shame too. Like I, I don't want to see his career end like that. Like I, I feel, I still feel bad for the guy who caught, who got the ball from Mike Evans, which was going to be his last touchdown pass. All of a sudden it was worthless. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, his last turn in the NFL was a touchdown pass. Yeah, he, he cost that poor guy cash. Yeah, good point. Good point. By the way, this is such a minor storyline I completely forgot about last week. Jason Pierce with the Cowboys. Like, so if the Cowboys come out, and I see people booing, and I actually had to think about it. What are they booing about? Besides, I don't know. it was Jason Peters. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's right. He's on the Cowboys, and he doesn't play. It, it feels like Harold Carmichael on the Cowboys. It does feel like that. Randall as a yeah. backup on the Cowboys. Yeah, I. Like to me, he's not boo worthy. There's no, there's no boo. Do do you hate seeing him in a Cowboys jersey? Sure. I probably, if I'm at the game and I'm in in there as a fan setting, I'm I'm not doing anything. I'm not booing. I'm not cheering him. They always kind of ugly at the end. He's stealing checks at this point, but he's not the Eagles problem. You know what I mean? He's the Cowboys problem. He's going to tap out of of games if he's in there. Look, he's another guy. I don't. I hope he doesn't need the money. He shouldn't need the money. Maybe he just loves football. You know, can I get that worked up about that? No, I can't. He said five years ago, I wanted to play till I was 40 years old. Well, he's 40 and he's yeah. playing. So I, I think that that was his motivation. Like, I, I think I, I can keep myself in shape enough to play. I don't think he cares if he's a starter or a backup, personally. I, I think it's more of, I played football 40 years old. I, I did it. And if I start, great. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up Randall. That drove me nuts when he played for the Cowboys. Yeah. And he started the game at the vet against the Eagles. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah, it was just so wrong. It was wrong on so many fronts. It really was. Like, that's where I really give certain guys. Like, I, we had Brent Selleck on Sports Take last week, and he, he was he, – he after the Super Bowl season, he was still kind of wanted to play. And I think he said he was, at, he was in Minnesota visiting to go there to – I think he was going to back up like Rudolph. I can't remember exactly what the circumstance was. And he, and he looked around at the facility, and he was like, Man, what am I doing? I, I can't. I don't have the heart to do this. I don't have the heart to play for another organization. I'm out of here. Like, and and he rolled. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Like, I wish Randall. I think Randall ended up in Baltimore too. If, if memory yeah, serves. he did. You know, and I think Randall. It may have been a money situation. I don't know, but yeah, seeing him in a, in a Cowboys jersey was wrong on so many levels. Like, it just there's certain things that just shouldn't happen in sports, and that's one of them. His Vikings tenure sounded so quick. Like he comes back. Just comes back as a backup. Brad Johnson gets hurt, whatever. He comes in, just lights the world on fire, almost wins MVP. I did, no, I, no, he didn't win MVP. Davis he didn't. didn't. No, he yeah, should have. He should have. Most years he does. Then he gets, I guess, banged up in 99, and he's struggling, and then all of a sudden it's over. Just like that. Well, and Billick left. Yeah. That, that, Billick, I believe, was the offensive coordinator that, they, that 98 year. Uh, and then he went to Baltimore, I think. If, if memory serves me, I think Billick helped him. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, the shame of it, that's where it's just like you're at, you're at the mercy of a kicker, man. Like that team gets to that Super Bowl, they win it. You know, they oh, yeah. win it. And, and that's, the, good. that's the killer. Uh, he, and it would have changed the dynamic of the way everybody looks at him. Like we look at him differently in Philadelphia than I think they do nationally. Like he sort of looked at like sort of a pioneer being, you know, a running quarterback and in those ways. But I don't think truly what he did is appreciated enough. He also is, is a victim of, you know, Buddy didn't give him enough of a support system. When Doug Scoval dies, it changed a lot. And there, he, he never really, I, I thought, put a good enough, you know, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, you know, whatever, and offensive line around him. And it hurt him. Had he been, let's put it this way. If Andy Reid had drafted him, he's a, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. So one thing, I, I watch a ton of old Eagles games, right? And I, I, I barely remember him as a kid when he played. Like, I, I remember him more for 95 game bench. Yeah, I remember him as an Eagle, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overall, like, you can tell they put the Eagles on Monday Night Football for him. No doubt. 
All Frank Gifford did was hype him up the entire game. And he would always play well in those games, too. Mm -hmm. It's like if the Eagles played on Monday Night Football every single week, they probably would have won because of him. And, oh, for sure. Yeah. If he, like, everybody talks certain, about Nick. He no, I, oh, I agree. If, if there were certain, like, um, certain teams, the Giants were one of them where he just played brilliant against. I mean, almost in, in a million different ways. I mean, the, the Jimmy Giles touchdown where Carl Banks chops him and he keeps his footing – is one of the one of the greatest plays in NFL history. I'm convinced of it. It's one of the greatest. Watch the athleticism, strength, coordination, everything that goes into that on that play. It, it, it's unreal. Go back and watch it for for, for younger people who don't remember Randall. Go to, go down the rabbit hole and watch the touchdown to Jimmy Giles against the Giants on Monday night. It's insane. It's an insane football play. There's um so when the Eagles the week the Eagles played the Cowboys, I always pull on like an Eagles Cowboys game uh, from history, and I said, you know what. It's the first time they've been 4-0 or better, both of them, since 92. I'm like, I know the Eagles killed the Cowboys that game, but I forget how the game went. I was ready to run through a wall the first five minutes of that game just because <laughs> of how Gifford and Michaels were hyping up Cunningham, and they were saying the Cowboys are this team on the rise, but they can't beat Randall Cunningham, and they're coming to Philadelphia. And, like, the crowd was just into it, and Randall yeah. throws a bomb on the first play of the game. Mm -hmm. I think it was the Barnett. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, like yeah, I was at a lot of those games as a kid. It was it was awesome, man. I got to tell you, it was freaking awesome. It really yeah, it was. A, it really, and they beat them like thirty-one to seven. And you, know, you never would have guessed that Dallas team was going to win the Super Bowl that year at that point. No, to their credit, I mean, and and actually, if memory serves me, Herschel Walker had a couple big games against the Cowboys as an Eagle uh, that year. But yeah, they got it together. You could see Dallas was nasty. I mean, the Eagles were were good, but you just kind of knew. Uh oh, like this is a problem because they're young and they're well coached. And yeah, ugh. thank God. I'm glad it's not that way anymore. That was, yeah, uh, those weren't fun. Just thank God the Eagles don't have rich coach. Amen. Amen to that. Oh, God. That was, that was classic Norman Brayman. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't know how Eagles fans grow up with that. It was the hey, worst. Hey. Anyway, Rob, um, I appreciate you coming on again. I uh, love having you on this show, especially on Football Friday. We had a lot of topics today. I I, I have to just go through the answers. Yes, whatever. I, I'm here, man. Whatever you fight, want to fire away, I got an answer for. At least I'll fake it if I don't. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be at the Phillies game today. Can you make a prediction for me? Uh, Phillies win. I think it's going to be. The, the, here's the beauty: the Phillies have the, the. They can go back to Game Two in Atlanta, which was a, a pretty brutal loss, very similar to Game Two in San Diego. They have that to lean on. I think it's going to help them. I think what we saw last weekend with the crowds, which were insane, is going to be at 10 times 10 in an NLCS. I think they win. I think the key to this whole thing is Suarez getting them to around the fifth. If Suarez gets them to around the fifth and he's not getting beat up, I think the offense will will do it. I mean, Harper's hot right now. Hoskins, maybe that home run gets him going, that late home run in, in game two. I think that could be a key, a sort of under-the-radar key. Uh, but you need a little bit more from Segura and Real Muto at the plate. If you get that, they're going to be fine. But I think Suarez is the key. I think the Phillies win. It's loud tonight. I'm, get, I'm making sure I'm getting there early. Uh, well, you got a Temple game and you got Smashing Pumpkins at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, get yeah, down. Get it, you better leave right now, Jeff, as soon as the, you wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah, That's right. My so it's, it's exactly. 8 a.m. Get going, yeah. man. Just yeah. call CBS. Tell me, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, I'm not working there. <laughs> nope. I'm out. I'm going to the Phillies game. Priorities. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. Once again, Rob, I appreciate you having you on. Sports Take at noon. Make sure you guys tune into that. They, they always have good guests on. We got Larry Anderson on today. That'll be fun talking to LA. Oh, yeah. LA's, LA's the best. best. 
He's the best. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. All right, Jeff. You got it, brother. Okay, guys. And I got what about two minutes here uh, before I end up. So yeah, um, I I'll tell you what, the Christian McCaffrey trade to me is huge. Um, it's huge for the NFC, it's huge for the 49ers as significant impacts on the NFC East division as a whole. Look, the 49ers had to do this. They had to. They're three and three. The NFC West is wide open right now. Wide open. It, the Rams, I, I don't know what to make of them. I don't. It's They're injured right now. Their offensive line's banged up. Their defense looks like they're still good. But Matt, they can't protect Matthew Stafford. I don't know what to make of Allen Robinson. The terrible signing. It's just Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby there. Maybe Odell comes back. Maybe that's their counter. I don't know. The Cardinals look better with DeAndre Hopkins. But I agree, Rob Ellis. Like, they're a hard team to read. It's not a likable team. Chris Cliff Kingsbury is not a likable coach. And the Seahawks are 3-3, three and three, but do we really think they're contenders? I, I don't. Not right now. I, I buy more stock in the Atlanta Falcons than I am the Seattle Seahawks right now, and that's just the truth. So, yeah, I think the 49ers had to make this move. Uh, now you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Deepu Samuel in there. What you think of Jimmy Garoppolo is fine, but their defense was so banged up last week. They're going to get guys back. Nick Bosa and a lot of those guys are going to come back. Uh, Mangle Mosley got hurt. I thought that was a crucial loss for them, but Tredavious Ward should come back at some point. They're going to get healthy, and they're going to be very good. Are they the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC? Well, time will tell. Um, right now, if I had pushed the shove, Probably would go with, I still would go with Green Bay just because they are going to get better at some point this season. I think Dallas is really good too. The Eagles beat Minnesota. I'm not really concerned about them. But right now, I think Green Bay, just because of Aaron Rodgers, because they've done this before, they've had slow starts, not this slow. But I, I think it would be Green Bay. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you some quick predictions here. Uh, don't put your money on, by the way. Um, I think the Giants lose to the Jaguars. I think the Commanders lose to the Packers. And I think the Cowboys beat the Lions. There's my NFC East picks this week. Eagles are on by, obviously. Um, so, once again, guys, my name is Jeff Kerr. Right for CBSSports.com. I'm going to be uh, doing the Giants-Jaguars game this weekend. So, yeah. It, so, I'll have a lot of Giants covers for you on Monday. This is Good Morning MC East. I'd like to thank Rob Ellis for coming on, Tony Shields. Have a good Friday, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we 